Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Volturi are the closest thing my world has to royalty. They enforce the law. Vampires have laws? You're a human who knows entirely too much about us. They could kill us all. You just don't belong in my world, Bella. I belong with you. This is the last time you'll ever see me. Please just promise me you won't do anything reckless. It's like a huge hole has been punched through my chest. I know what he did to you, but Bella, I would never, ever do that. There's only one way I know to see him. So, you're an adrenaline junkie now? You're dead. What? He's going to the Volturi. He wants to die too. He left you, Bella. He didn't want you anymore. I have to go. He's gonna make a scene. The Volturi will kill him if he reveals himself in the sunlight. No, Edward, don't! I'm scared. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damien Network. To find more from us, check out the website themaindamien.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamien. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Hello. I think we should get together and try to write a young adult novel because I, I think we can do better than any of this horse shit that's been put out and make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. What do you think? I don't know what's sexy, so. <laughs> <laughs> of the three of us, I don't think we know what the kids are listening and watching and reading, to be yeah, honest. It sounds is so filthy, so. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's something we could do, but in reality, you know. I, right. Yeah. 
I, I think what Mark is saying makes sense because we are probably better writers than what yeah. has been written. But at the same time, us getting a coherent and something that reaches the children, we're, yeah. it's, that ship has sailed. We would be able to write a great young adult series that appeals to 35-year-old white men. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> They'd love it. Again, I don't think what we find sexy is actually sexy. <laughs> well, based on this movie, I'm definitely not. Yeah, um, no. But before we get into this week's movie, guys, I mean, we we talked three days ago. What are you watching? There's actually one thing I wanted to bring up, and it was prior to our last recording. We, Anthony and I watched this movie called The Vanished. Yep. And we, did we touch on it on our last episode at all? We did not, we no. Did not. I want to talk about this movie. Okay. Because it, Let's do that it. That movie is utter garbage. Yes. Would you watch New Moon over The Vanished? I would watch New Moon over The Vanished, <laughs> yes. The Vanished is also only an hour and 45 minutes, though. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it does feel like forever. I actually only watched an hour of it because. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Uh, it's on Netflix. For those of you wondering, it stars Anne Heche and Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. I wasn't sure if it was. I was thinking Thomas Jane and then Aaron Eckhart. I was like, oh, I don't remember anymore. And it's about these two people that go camping with their daughter, and their daughter goes missing, and they in turn go insane. Yes, and that's a nice way of putting it. That's uh, yeah. There are parts where you feel as if you kind of you kind of figure out what's going on, and then the movie tries to trick you, and then it's the ending is so undeserved and so batshit crazy, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. That it's almost like a slap in the face, like we made you waste an hour forty five of your day. And I I who directed it? The guy who's in this movie, right? Peter Facinelli. Yeah. Uh, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I only watched an hour is because this movie gets very silly. Um, it was right around the time where there was a young couple that are camping next to this couple that lose their daughter. So they take them out onto a boat and they accuse the young couple of stealing their daughter and killing her because they were trying to conceive and have their own child, which is a huge leap in in logic but this is what they decided to do. And then eventually one of these younger couple gets stabbed. The other one gets drowned or whatever. So I thought to myself at about an hour in, this movie's going to end really silly. They're going to ki- they're gonna kill more people. And then they're going to find the daughter alive somewhere. Like she fell down a well. She hasn't been kidnapped or anything like that. And she just comes back. And then they have to deal with all the fact that they killed so many people. So my wife looked it up. Which she does, and she, because she doesn't care about spoilers, and I didn't care about this movie, so I asked her what it was. So we're just gonna go into the spoiler territory right now. Yeah. Don't worry about it. This movie sucks. Um. We're saving you an hour and forty-five. Yes. The daughter died years ago. I don't exactly know. She in a drowning accident, I believe it was. Yeah, in a lake. She drowned. And they were having a shared psychosis. So they imagined <laughs> the entire scenario of her of their daughter going missing and i immediately turned it off after my wife told me this because i said that that was the stupidest that was dumber than it could i could have imagined yeah and the the entire time this whole thing is set up for just pure happenstance everything they do is like it, it could have led to the daughter really gone missing and what are the friggin' odds so the people next door were trying to conceive but they can't for some reason 
So that immediately makes you think, oh, well, maybe they stole the kid. Like, what are the chances? <laughs> and then the camp owner, it, like, has child pornography. And again, what are the chances <laughs> that you would go to a camping site and that would, the, the owner would be a pedophile. The next door neighbors are trying to have a kid. The, uh, like, the, the, the groundskeeper is a, a drug addict. I mean, that that's more possible than the rest, but everything that happens is, like, solely based for them, it seems. Like, it's this campsite was built for those two morons. <laughs> right. It's like it's like the reveal in Shutter Island, but nobody else is in on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, there's an escaped convict in the woods. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe he took the child. It's like only so many things could possibly fall in that direction. And it was everything. And they speak to the brother at one point, And the brother's like, yeah, you know, they, they have the shared psychosis, but it never bothers anybody. They have jobs. Impossible. Impossible. There's no way that these two idiots could go about their da- daily life. They're murdering people. <laughs> so all of a sudden they just jump from being able to have a job to killing everybody they see. It makes no sense. Fuck yeah. that movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's more or less what I watched in these past two weeks. Mark, have you watched anything since we last discussed? Uh, just WandaVision. That's about it. Just WandaVision. Okay. You want to yep. spoil it for everybody at home? No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone did the job for us at yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. everybody. You got you to gotta remember a time when it wasn't the pandemic, when you weren't just home all the time, when you had a little thing called spoiler ethics. Etiquette, Etiquette man. Yeah. Not everybody Remember stayed up Game till 3 o'clock in the morning to watch this this show. Game of Thrones, it's like if you said anything, you were lambasted. You were, you were shunned forever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But now, everybody, I, I, I had people texting me, WandaVision, man, how crazy was that? I'm working, goddammit. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. That's the thing. That's why everybody's home. They're watching it at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Right. Right? Because they don't have to go into the office. And it's not like they don't have anybody else to talk to, so they're just posting their thoughts on on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. I'm calling out. This is all to the post 87ers out there, because that's a post 87er thing. (laughs) Get your shit together. Yeah, I had to mute the words "Wandavision." Mark is way smarter than I am. I just I risked it, and I I found out what was going on almost immediately too. And I, I was kind of, I, Anthony and I were kind of having a little exchange where I don't mind spoilers, but it has to be on my term. Yeah. Sure. Like, I have to look it up myself. Yeah. I don't like it when someone tells me. Yeah. I, I mean, like, what I've heard uh, is something that I had in my mind, so I wasn't, like, WandaVision isn't, it, like, I like WandaVision. It's not a big part of my life, though. So I got spoiled for it, so I was like, all right, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I say I guessed it. Uh, a couple episodes ago off the podcast that I predicted it. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal to me, but you guys got to shut the fuck up, man. This is what happens when you get rid of water coolers. <laughs> yeah. Like To be honest, and Mark, I think you'll agree with me. The the spoiler isn't even the best part of the episode. No. Yeah, not even close to it, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So everyone's leaving out the best part of the the episode anyway so you could still and you could still yeah. watch it and you'll, still you'll enjoy it. it yeah but like imagine imagine be working in an office and then spoiling the red wedding for somebody oh. you wouldn't be able to show your face you'd have to put in your two yeah. weeks <laughs> and then take a two-week vacation immediately after 
<laughs> yeah, you would. They would definitely call you out, man. Yeah, because yeah. that the person... closest I yeah the closest I got to being spoiled was uh, a good friend Tia, but at least she did one division spoilers and oh, yeah. then left the giant space to where I could go. All right, scroll past that. <laughs> I saw that. That was she did the right thing. There was and that's an why attempt. She's friends. Yeah. Yes, there was an attempt. Everyone else just, oh my God, WandaVision did this. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I don't want to spoil this, but when so and so blanked, I, I almost went crazy. It's like, wow, <laughs> it's who like, could have, oh, man. there's only so many things it could have been. Right. Oh, man, did you see that and just post a picture of who oh, it was? Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> They're posting the picture of who shows up. I'm like, well, now I can't avoid that. <laughs> I mean, all right. Was, I, I feel as if this is definitely a pandemic thing. Yeah. Where yes. No one. Everyone's crazy, and we get mm-hmm. it. And they just they need to shout things out. But everyone is starved for attention. Yes. We're putting you on notice. Next week you do this, heads are gonna roll. Yeah. Just shout it to your into your pillow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell your mom. Scream, tell your dad. Scream at your real doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Can you believe who showed up? Yeah, I I'm uh, I'm very upset by that, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'm hoping next week everyone kind of reverts back to how they were, but no, I don't think it's no, no, not a and chance. And what's worse but... is that most of it's not even malicious. Like no. those assholes that just posted like Force Awakens spoilers on random ass Instagram posts. That's like, all right, well you're just kind of a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're, you're putting that Han Solo died on the uh, MLB. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> you assholes that are just like, oh, talk, just want to openly talk about it. You should know better. <laughs> you know, how would you feel if it was spoiled for you? Think of it that way. Not everyone's staying up till two, three in the morning. Yeah, it shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to. You should like Disney. Disney Plus should turn off. Yes. And <laughs> and the problem, the real problem is supposedly there's someone even bigger coming at the end. And if you think that's not going to be spoiled for you, you are in for it's a Luke room. Skywalker. It's Luke Skywalker. That's what I said. <laughs> it's Luke Skywalker. He just shows up in the X-Wing. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't think that's going to be spoiled for you, you're in for a rude awakening, I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I still think it's Hugh Jackman. That's what I think. I, I, I can't think of anything bigger than that, right? Right. Patrick Stewart. This is the conversation that we had when I said who yeah. what, what it was. Because you said Hugh Jackman. I said, what about Patrick Stewart? And then we said... Oh right. <laughs> yeah. This so, is gonna cut. This is gonna come out uh, almost close to Valentine's Day, so I mean, right. people are gonna watch it at this point, but we still won't spoil it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're not asking. We are not. Because we are not post 87ers. Yeah. Dan's close. I am Closest. close. I am 87. Yeah. That, that's why he looks up all the spoilers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't share them. I don't share them <laughs> unless it's he, to my wife to make her. He do wants you to know that he knows it. Yes. Oh yeah. I love doing that. Like I know. I get that little that, that little hmm, that, that look on my face. I'll never tell. I enjoy it. I did that a lot to, with like The Walking Dead when it first came out. Oh, and remember when Walking Dead was a show you cared to watch? I do. Yeah, that was in the before times. Oh um, man. That feels like I such would, a long time ago. It feels over 20 years. Uh but I had read all the comics. So I would always hold it over Jen's head. Well, listen, if you're not a good girl, I'm going to tell you what happens here. I th- that made it sound very sexual, but I never tried to do that. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. I meant in terms of just like giving. <laughs> not, I didn't make her dress up or anything like that. I don't want you guys getting the wrong impression here. 
you don't wear that outfit. All right. I guess no one else saw anything else, so I guess it's time to take a quick break, listen to some ads, and we'll be right back. And welcome back. And now it's time to get into this week's movie. So it's just about Valentine's Day, I guess. I don't even know when this episode's going to air. Because this episode will air on the 11th. Yeah. So Sunday is Valentine's Day. And it almost caught us by surprise, so we had to scramble and watch this movie. Past two years, we've covered Valentine's Day movies. We've covered Twilight, the the original one, the first year. And then we covered Fifty Shades of Grey last year. So this year, we're going back to Twilight. And we're watching the Twilight Saga colon New Moon. <laughs> but gentlemen, where are you coming from with Twilight Saga colon New Moon? I, I'm going to seed my time <laughs> and uh i'm gonna let mark handle this because uh mark i have mark yes i have mark over at my house and we watched it together and mark made this movie bearable so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna let mark do this mark yeah so as i probably for those of you uh, they call this movie old heads out there when we did uh twilight i had brought up that i did watch all five movies in the theaters because it was one of those things of excuses to hang out with my sister because no one else would go to the movies with her to see these movies. So um, that this it's this and Harry Potter were the two. So uh, I haven't seen this movie since then. Um, I think the only one of these five that I saw multiple times, I may have watched the first one a second time afterwards. So real quick. Yeah. You haven't seen this movie in how long? Since it came out in 09. You knew everything about this movie. I just movie. watched it last night. Oh, man. that's true. Okay. That's true. I was going to say, you remembered everything. Dan was about to put you on blast. Hold Bro, on I, I, was more imp- I, was, I was more impressed because if you hadn't seen it in 09, I was like, wow, like your memory of this I, movie is phenomenal because you knew everything. I think the only two things I remembered going in was Jane's power, because I still think it's a badass power um, that she has. And the uh, the fact that the uh, werewolf transformations were freaking ridiculous and probably really terrible special effects. That was all I remembered from it. And the fact that it was all about the werewolves with the obvious title, New Moon. So anyway, yeah, so going through and watching this, somehow it was worse than I remembered it. And just because the sh- and it's not even like we can get into the, I have a well-known, at least in my family, a hatred for Stephanie Meyer because I tried to, my sister told me, you have to read the books. I read five pages and ha- handed it back to her and was like, I can't, <laughs> no. That's why I made the joke about us for being able to write a young adult novel. There, there was a lot of Stephanie Meyer hate yeah. going on, Ant. You missed it. <laughs> All because of five, five pages got you. Oh, it's just awful. Yeah, it was but, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so even outside of the terrible writing and the, the storyline and all that, it's just the way the movie is put together is way worse than I remember by just pacing at times. And I think as Ant said when we were talking, you know, off the podcast, was that like nothing of consequence happens. And the things that are supposed to be consequential are just like, like at one point, it's like, oh, the good positive things happen. And literally the next scene, bang, it's like, oh, I can't be with you anymore. <laughs> And it happens twice I, in this I, I movie. I did pick up on that, yeah. And it, it's, I'm just like, this is, this is bad. Mm. Like usually I can tolerate bad, and you guys know that. Sure. Um, for, <laughs> for certain movies and sure. TV shows and things like that. But I'm just like, this, I, 
I don't know why people would be excited for the next one, short of the fan base that loves the books. Well, I, I think you get to see more people shirtless, right? Yeah. More, yeah, but more is hugs. there is there enough young women between the ages of fifteen and forty to make this movie the amount of money it made? Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Lonely. Well, I guess Fifty Shades success too also shows oh, yeah. to that. Right. Okay. I, I take that back. There were probably enough. Yeah, they. they Women like to think that they're more sophisticated, but then you see the numbers for these movies and you're like, well, <laughs> you know, you guys are just as bad as we are. Yeah, yeah. You can't make fun of me for Fast and the Furious if you like this movie. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we all have our, our things. Yeah. And you ladies have this, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so so essentially where I'm coming from is that this, this uh, movie fell below the low bar I already had going in. It's a very low bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even remember. I had Mark explaining to me things from the first movie. And we had watched that for this podcast. Like, I, who's that guy? He was in the first movie. I don't remember him. <laughs> it, or it could just be my my memory slowly fading into the abyss. And, yeah. Yeah, this movie, it's not fun. There's no fun to be had or no. seen. Yeah. <laughs> no one's having fun in it. <laughs> Right, everyone yeah. is so dour. Yeah. Yep. Like maybe a Snyder movie. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, may- he looked like he was having a little fun. Uh, my- Michael Sheen, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was creepy. I laugh so hard. I was so good. At some of the effects in this movie. Uh, the werewolves turning. Some of the fight scenes in it are just so poorly made. That's 2009. Yeah. The- yep. There had been some... There was Marvel movies that were coming out at that time that had way better uh special effects than this avatar came out the same year <laughs> yeah there you go so yeah i don't know what went down i mean you're not really going to a twilight movie to watch the special effects i'd imagine again you, you go see face punch for that you go see oh i would much rather watch face punch yeah <laughs> i i feel like face punch is something that was made in like that's a uh troy and abed sketch from okay. community <laughs> right kick puncher yeah. kick puncher yeah it's like a temp uh, title. It's like, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll circle back. We've got more important things to do than figure out the name of the movie they go see. We'll just put down Face Punch, and then we'll come back to it. And then they realized when they were doing the art direction, it was like, oh, fuck, we never changed it. <laughs> All right, Face Punch it is. But what was the other movie, Love Spelled Backwards, is Love? Yeah. <laughs> That's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this movie is, like, unintentionally funny. I wonder if it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go see Face Punch. Maybe if yeah. Mark read more than five pages, he'd know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I don't no, blame him for not okay. reading more than five. I'm surprised he made it to five pages, to be honest. It's like, I'll give this time. And it's just like... That's as far as I made it in Harry Potter, I think. Like, maybe a chapter. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, yeah. The I, Watching this movie, Ant, with Dan, makes me want to watch the next three movies with Dan. I, I, may, I was definitely one of, like, the annoying girlfriends. Like, who's that? <laughs> So what's going on here? Now, why did they do that? Just just because I know of a couple things coming up and we spoiled it a little bit for them. I love That it. I want to see his actual reaction to them when they occur on the screen. <laughs> yeah. My favorite was when uh, I would guess something before the, the actors would. Yeah. And Mark was like, good job, Dan. You figured it out before the actors did. <laughs> it made me feel smart. So we were talking about this uh, prior to recording how a good amount of the actors in this movie are actually – Fairly good actors, right? Uh, uh, Robert Pattinson is actually a good actor. Kristen Stewart, it's a good actress. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is in it. She's fine. I like her. Uh, Michael Sheen is a good actor. Uh, th- that's, Dakota Fanning. I like Dakota Fanning. She's okay. 
But yeah, I think this movie was just not made to be acted well. I made a comment to Dan that it felt like watching this through again, it felt like Kristen Stewart was learning how to act Mm -hmm. while making these movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Training wheels were still on. You know, just trying, like, there's stuff that I've seen recent movies of hers when certain scenes in terms of emotional acting needs to happen that were heads and shoulders above the choices she makes in this movie. There's a scene at the very end where they're at the Vatican, the Vulcan, the Virtuoso. The Voltari. The Voltari. There we go. Yeah, they're they're at the the vampire popes and um, they're getting ready to kill Edward. And Kristen Stewart has this weird reaction where it looks like she was like shocked. Like a, like with an electric prod. She's like, no, stop. Don't don't hurt him. But it was I don't understand who gave her that direction how to do it. yeah. it's like I feel like there just wasn't any there wasn't any uh directing going towards how to position these people and like how they should emote correctly. It it just felt very all over the place. Yeah. So this is not the first time I've seen this. I think when we watched the first one I watched it with my wife when we watched it back in, was it 2019? And I think they were on Hulu at the time. So then my wife was like, oh, then well, let's watch some more. She, I don't think she's read the books, but she she's secretly a Twilight fan. She kind of likes the movies, but she won't admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched this one. Uh, and there's just, there's nothing that happens. I was saying to them off, off podcast is like, because I've seen Breaking Dawn parts one and two. I don't think I've seen Eclipse, but I've seen the last two. And there's things that happen in the blast too. It probably should be one movie, but that's that's a different story. But I don't know how you fill a next movie without getting to anything that happens in Breaking Dawn. It's the, it's got to be completely filler. I think the only thing that happens that I remember from Eclipse, and this might even be in Breaking Dawn, was at some point they have prom. So who gives a shit? Exactly. <laughs> like, I think that's the only thing I remember coming up that isn't the really stupid shit that happens in Breaking Dawn um, that sticks with you forever because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah, is that they have prom and graduation, maybe. You know, I think that's it. So, but again, I think that's because it's meant, this is meant for teenagers, right? Right, Right. so every teen girl is like, I I don't know if this is true, fantasizing about their prom. Yeah, I suppose. And getting, like, the latest Bratz doll or something like that, right? (laughs) Is that is that still like the thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> rat stalls aren't big still. Yeah, so I I think in that regards I get it, but in terms of the overall story arc, it really doesn't lend itself towards <laughs> anything. No. Who gives a shit? You could yeah, try, yeah, tell yeah. A, you could tell the Twilight Saga without the scene from the prom. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> It's got to be something that's like real, like Stephanie Meyer dedicates three chapters to the prom oh, in the book. Wow. And that's why they have to, I'm, I don't know, I'm just saying that. And that's why they have to have it in the movie. Mark's took his hand. He's actually read more than five pages. Yeah. I've read, I read all I've the read books. I've read all of you them. You caught me. But it, it's it's funny that you say that because if the, if that's true, uh, so <laughs> there's like, a, like two, three chapters of the prom. Uh, in the novelization, the, the Lord of the Rings book, the Siege of Gondor is like a chapter. <laughs> it's this <laughs> giant epic battle. And it, if you've seen the movie, it takes up like, the entire middle of the movie, mm-hmm. a three-hour movie. And I could just imagine that being so... Like, we have to get the prom perfect. We have to explain every minute detail that's going on. 
Well, Tolkien had to um, spend seven pages teaching you uh, Hobbit songs. That's right, yes. <laughs> and dwarven literature and all that. <laughs> On my ride over um, to, to dance tonight, I was venting to my sister, who absolutely loves these movies and books, <laughs> and getting her going, it's not that bad, on oh. the other line. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. Having seen Breaking Dawns 1 and 2, those are perfect for this show. So we'll get to that okay. in... I want to I want to watch or do a live rip tracks of Breaking Dawn Part Two just for Dan. Dan, don't worry. That's t- we're talking uh, four and five years out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't sound like a long time. You know, we got quick. We got Fifty Shades uh, Darker. We got Eclipse. Then we got Fifty Shades Freed. Maybe there'll even be another movie by that time that we'll have to cover. Then Breaking Dawn One. So that's four years from now. So don't can't, worry. Can't uh, wait. I'm, I'm itching. One of us might be dead by that point. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Don't say that. That's, that's really dark all of a sudden. All right. Well, maybe all of us will be dead from the yeah, sun exploding. Yeah. Let, okay. if, if we're all going to go down, let's go down together. Watching Breaking Dawn. <laughs> Watching Breaking Dawn. I, I don't... Man, that would be a terrible... You, you know that joke where like you go to heaven and you could brag about how you died to everyone else? Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah, I died watching Breaking Dawn, part two. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be disappointed. That ending is so fucked up. I've heard about it. With yeah. Something about a child. Don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, no, no, no. Five years from now, we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> so, The Twilight Saga, a colon, New Moon from 2009, is directed by Chris Weitz, director of About a Boy, Down to Earth, The Golden Compass, and Operation Finale. And he's also the writer of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It stars Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lautner, Billy Burke, Anna Kendrick, Michael Welch, Ashley Green, Jackson Rathbone, Cam Jig, that word, Michael Sheen. (laughs) IMDb score of 4.7 and a Rotten Tomatoes score of 28%. Budget, $50 million, which is the reason why the CGI is so terrible. And yeah, box office, $297 million. Bitches got paid. I was going to say, man, everyone made out like a bandit. I wonder how many MTV Movie Awards this movie got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it probably wouldn't be. Or, no way. Really? Or maybe that would have been the first one. But yeah, it's definitely. But it was probably it, like best fight scene between the oof. wolves. Yeah. This has four wins. Best movie, best male performance. For oh, Robert Pattinson, oh, best Pattinson. female performance for Kristen Stewart, and oh. best kiss for there Robert Pattinson, yeah. Kristen Stewart, oh. and Taylor Lautner was nominated for best male performance. <laughs> uh, you forget how obsessed people were with Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Like, yeah, that. they they uh, they shipped them hard. Did did you? I didn't hear in that list of cast. Maybe I missed it. Did you mention uh, they called this a movie alumni, Kellen Lutz? <laughs> No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, the Legend of Hercules. Yeah. Oh, I tried another. to put that movie out of my mind. Uh, just so you know, Twilight Saga colon New Moon at the MTV Movie Awards in 2009 beat out Avatar, The Hangover, Alice in Wonderland, and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. That I'm surprised about, Harry Potter. No, but no, because it's MTV. Yeah, right? you don't realize Kid. how yeah. much Twilight. Right. No, that makes sense. I'm I'm thinking of just like the overall pop culture loves Harry Potter, but uh, Twilight was made specifically for horny teens, mm-hmm. so <laughs> they got to voting. Trying to see who won, who they 
beat Best Kiss. Okay. They beat out Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds in The Proposal. They beat out Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift in Valentine's Day. Maybe we'll do that movie one day. Mm, that's a good idea. Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington in Avatar. And Dakota Fanning and Kristen Stewart in The Runaways. There you go. So what was it? Dakota Fanning and Kristen Stewart? Yeah. That would win. The Runaways. That would win the Dan Awards? Yes. That would win my award for sure. Well, you you know what? Jennifer's Body was 2009 because Amanda Seyfried won Best Scared as Shit performance at the MTV Movie Awards (laughs) of 2009. (laughs) A great category to be nominated for. Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox should have been nominated. Yeah, that was a good kiss. That was. I feel like they got to get rid of that uh, that, uh, category. Do you think they got rid of it? (laughs) <laughs> they should probably should get rid of the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> <laughs> right. The music television for movie awards. That makes no sense. I just figured was, this out. I'm today years old. Yeah. It was fun, like, in the early 90s. Right, when it was Michelle Geller and What's-Her-Face winning Best Kiss. Sure. Sarah Michelle Geller, you mean? S- Sarah Michelle Geller. Who did I say? You Michelle? said Michelle Geller. Oh, Michelle Geller. Sorry. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes. And who was the other one? Uh, Selma Blair. Selma Blair, yes. They should have... For the audience out there that didn't know. Right. That They should have just retired that category after that win. That's the best one. Mark is helping out the post-87ers. Yep. <laughs> don't help them. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. <laughs> All right, what do you guys say we get into the plot? Let's do it. Whatever there is. All right, Dan, what do you got? Going to shout out our friend Tia and her podcast, Top 10 with Tia. It's a weekly podcast where T and her friend Brittany get together and discuss top 10 lists. So I was on an episode for top 10 worst endings. You can find her on Twitter at TC underscore Stark. And she's a good friend of the podcast. She's a good person. She also writes for Geek Vibes Nation. So go give her a follow there. And uh, that's it. Okay, great. And we will be right back. But before we do, we're going to listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. We will be right back. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there and welcome back and now it's time to get into the plot for the twilight saga colon new moon we open on a slow-mo shot of bella swan running through a bunch of people in red hoods and then she winds up in a field with her grandma then edward shows up all sparkly and shit and i guess grandma (laughs) has a big part in the books because she didn't show up in the first movie and then bella wakes up and it's her birthday and her dad gives her some gifts Bella goes to school and takes a pic of her friends Anna, and Anna Kendrick with her brand new digital camera, guys. It's because it's 2009. Yeah, she's <laughs> making a scrapbook. <laughs> so she she talks about her how her mom wants the scrapbook made, 
We never see the mother, do we? No. We see movie. her in the first movie. Yeah. Okay. But not in this. Okay. No. I just want to her make sure mom, her mom's in Jacksonville getting plowed by a baseball player. Because yeah. oh, like I her. said, he's in Arizona or something in the first one. Yeah. That's every that's every baseball mom's player. dream, really. Yep. Just go get plowed by a baseball player. In Jacksonville. <laughs> right. Is any any Florida mom's dream? <laughs> <laughs> every Florida mom just dreams about being Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham. Yes. <laughs> What what was she? She was a um. What did she call herself? Like uh, she was a like a roadie kind of thing. Yeah. But they like there was a special name for it, like a like a dugout or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the glass ceiling for Florida women. <laughs> <laughs> Can't progress anywhere past that. You go to Georgia and become a congresswoman. And, <laughs> and then Battinson shows up and they make out. And then Jacob shows up with his new roided up body and terrible wig. <laughs> It's really bad. So awful. But he's Jack. Credit where credit's due. Taylor Lautner spent the time between the first movie and second movie just eating all the steroids. (laughs) Anabolic steroids. I think she makes a point about that. She jokes about it. And then he's just like, oh, how'd she know? (laughs) Secrets out. Taylor Lautner. He probably probably campaigned for having that that line cut from the movie. <laughs> do we need this? Do we really need to po- make draw attention to it? <laughs> Everyone's right. thinking it. We don't really need to just call it out. Right. Listen, I'm I'm a supernatural being. Can't that just be <laughs> the reason? But I mean, in comparison, Robert Pattinson looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he's as flat as a board. Yeah. He's skinny as a rail, and he's pale as fuck, and that's coming from me. I was going to say, like, you put a little hair on him, that's me. <laughs> that's, that's, I could have been his... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'm double. <laughs> and Jacob gives her a dream catcher because he's Native American. <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to the body thing, I want to body shame some more. Everyone in this, outside of Taylor Lautner, has an awful body. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's it, so... Like, a lot of them are shirtless. So here's the thing. This is pre-Marvel, right? Yes. So like Robert Pattinson, that physique could fly at that time. 
There was no Chris Evans yet. There's no Chris Evans, no Chris Hemsworth, just just roiding it up. Yeah. I think I think the only other jacked guy in the movie is Kellen Lutz, and he's in it for like two and a half minutes. With no, with his shirt, shirt on. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't show the goods. Yeah. No Kumail, Nanjani, you know. <laughs> right in the Eternals. <laughs> so he gives her a great dream catcher. So they go to the the Cullen's house for her birthday, and. Edward talks about the Voltari and talks about rules of vampires and not killing indiscriminately and some bullshit politics kind of like in the prequels. Like stuff I don't need to hear about and stuff I don't embargo. Yeah. Yes. He he, he basically explains that vampires have fight club rules. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. (laughs) The first rule of being a vampire is you don't talk about being a vampire. (laughs) It's so silly. I didn't realize there were rules in this whole thing. Oh, there's plenty of rules in vampire fiction. They're all stupid in the Twilight version. Uh, I, I remember in... Are there better rules in vampire fiction there, Mark? Well, the whole True not blood. being able to walk in daylight is one. Right. <laughs> well, that's thrown out the window in this one. Yes, exactly. Right. I, I remember True Blood had their own Voltari with Christopher Maloney. And I think they had somewhat similar rule. Like you can't show the world that you're a vampire. That's always the number one rule. Right, even in Blade, you know, like yeah, we we have to kind of keep ourselves under wraps. I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's just a universal rule for vampires. Yeah. And then Bella really wants Edward to turn her into a vampire, which I'm assuming is a euphemism for just wanting to fuck. Like yeah. She doesn't want to be a virgin anymore. And then the Collins throw out about be- throw Bella a party, and they give her a gift, and she gives herself a paper cut. And Jasper goes crazy for her blood. So Edward pushes her into a wall, real smooth like. Cursing her to get more cuts, so they have to get Jasper out of the room or else she's gonna go or shit's gonna go down. Then when Mike Dexter from Can Hardly Wait patches her up, <laughs> he tells her that Edward believes vampires don't have souls, and that's the reason why he won't change her into one. I just kept waiting for him to say, I'm gonna kick all your asses. Kill <laughs> <laughs> everyone's ass in this room. Yeah, Who said that? Who said that? But what his my favorite line of his is uh, who's gonna love you now? Somebody. More like More nobody. Like nobody. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Amanda. <laughs> Who's gonna uh, love you now, watched... Jennifer? Love you it. We should have just watched Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, we could do that one day. That's a great movie. I love that movie. So Edward drives Bella home, and she tries to convince him to turn her so she won't grow old and die. I think Edward really just likes trolling for high school girls, and his plan is 100% to move on for her when she gets too old for him. Yeah. Upgrade. Always upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, because we literally find that out in the next scene. So does that make Leonardo DiCaprio a vampire? <laughs> the one rule of vampire fiction that Leonardo DiCaprio abides by. <laughs> You're right. Like, oh, how old are you now? 18. Next. Yeah. <laughs> After a sad emo montage, Edward shows up at her house and tells her to follow him into the woods. And instead of murdering her, he tells her that the Cullens have to leave Forks, Washington, because people are catching on that no one's really aging. Yeah, what, specifically that the dad hasn't aged in 10 years. Yeah. Right. But the, I mean, if he, the dad, that's not really that big of a deal, right? I mean, it's sometimes men don't age as quickly. You know, right. it doesn't like show, Paul I Rudd. guess. Yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd. Right, Paul Rudd. So, I mean, it's feasible that yeah, he doesn't That's why have I to, pointed out. It's the yeah. most flimsy excuse they right. could make. Yeah, that, that's like a really shitty excuse for for Edward to just ditch her. Right. If you have good genes, there might be a time between the ages of 35 and and 50 where your aging isn't really that drastic. Right, it's very minimal. Yeah. yeah. And he says that she cannot come with him. 
because we we knew that was gonna happen, but she she's a big dumb idiot. Um, <laughs> and then he tells her not to do anything reckless, putting the very idea in her head. And then yeah. <laughs> now Bella, don't go doing anything reckless. Don't you eat this pie? <laughs> okay, then, pie. And then he says that she'll never see him again, and bye, and he leaves. Yeah. And then she just walks around the woods all day. And then I guess she just falls asleep, only to be picked up and carried by a shirtless werewolf dude. But we don't know he's a werewolf yet. Um, brings her back to Charlie, who has started a full-fledged search party for her. So that was really nice of her to make her dad panic. And then another emo montage of Bella not moving from her room as the months pass. Which I will say, this is pretty cinematic. They did a pretty good job on that. Where it's yeah. just kind of circling the room and the, the seasons change. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> One point. Yeah, and, and the way they uh, show you the seasons outside of, even if they didn't put the months up, right? You still know. You would still know yeah. what months. Yeah, right. they didn't trust. They didn't trust the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Trick or treaters. I wonder what month this could be. <laughs> and then she goes nuts, screaming in her sleep, withdrawing from her friends, sending emails to Alice that can't get delivered. Basically, just she's going into a depressive phase. It was easily the worst part of this movie for me. Right, my how many yeah. times like why is she screaming? Well, I don't know. She's uh she's thinking of things. Well, tell her to well, shut up. Well, I will say the one thing Dan did forget was the end of the first movie. Oh, she almost died. Yeah. Okay. So is she she's just having reoccurring nightmares. Essentially, I oh, think that's what God. they're suggesting. If if I were the dad, I would have put her down. I would have shh, no more pain. <laughs> I, did, I also forgot that. that she almost died in the first one. Just constantly emailing, Dear Alice, I did this today. Or, I hope this is okay. Shut up. Just okay. shut up. Dear Alice, this will be the last letter I ever write your ass. <laughs> oh, guys. Mr. I don't call and write my fangs. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, I don't know. Maybe it was just her cadence when speaking because she's so monotone. But I just, I couldn't bear to listen to her talk about her emails again <laughs> I, I would just get up and walk away yeah i'm just gonna get a get a drink or do something <laughs> way more important with my time yeah. yeah dan dan did have a knack for walking away at like specific moments that would make him understand what was going on <laughs> it was it was adorable <laughs> it was so adorable mark paused the movie for me yeah i'm like, I'm like wait how come it's not playing? Like, oh, i paused it why i'm like literally it's gonna explain all the questions you've been asking for the last 25 minutes <laughs> so they just tell me i don't need to see it <laughs> That's what that's what Lynn does to me all the time. She's like, "Tell me what happens." I was like, "Now I gotta pay attention." You're right. watching something that you, that we put on so you could watch it. I have no interest in it. <laughs> it's crazy, craziness. Charlie. So Charlie gets fed up and tells her that she needs to go live with her mother in Jacksonville. Totally cramping her style of just getting dick twenty four seven. But then she convinces him that she's not withdrawing and that she's gonna go to the movies with Anna Kendrick. So they go to the movies, and she wants to go hang out with some bikers. But then Ghost Pattinson shows up and tells her to turn around. I was so glad I was here to see Dan see Ghost Pattinson for the first time. <laughs> oh. I, so was that real, or was it just like her ma- imagination? They uh, never I have no explored. answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, it's fiction, obviously, so it could have been that he was there. Yeah. But is it just the part of her mind... I, yeah, they never explained. Either way, it was the dumbest, one of the dumbest things I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and Anna Kendrick's acting in this is the most emotion we've seen in the movie well, for the last 20 minutes. She's <laughs> awesome. But she's, she, I was telling Mark, she displays like, like basic bitch energy a lot. And just like her whole getup. I guess it was 
is that how we dressed in 09? Is that how, like, with the headbands? And well, the... she's supposed to be not, I guess, because Bella's supposed to be the, the beauty. And oh, that. okay, so she's more yeah. plain. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's why, I, just, I mean, this is Anna Kendrick. She's not basic, but they made her, I, yeah, I guess they had to dumb her, not dumb her down, but dull yeah. her down. It's a shame. It's a crying shame. I like the, the uh, when we w- talked about Twilight, we spent like half the episode talking about Anna Kendrick. Yeah, and she's in it for a total of maybe 40 minutes over all five movies. <laughs> <laughs> but Bella ignores uh, Ghost Pattinson and hops on a motorcycle of some dude in his 40s. So they go riding, both without helmets. Very unsafe. And then she sees Ghost Pattinson again and tells the guy to stop. And now Bella has developed an adrenaline addiction. Yep. Now Terrible. <laughs> Now she's resigned herself to seek danger in order to see Edward, which is the most fucking toxic lesson in any movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's essentially saying, uh, I'm going to kill myself if you don't come over, or I'm going to cut myself, I'm going to hurt myself. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty timely with what's going on in the news today, right? With a certain singer basically saying, if you don't come over here, I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. So she brings a broken down motorcycle to Jacob to help her fix it. And she realizes that he's super buff now. They start spending afternoons together building bikes and Bella starts getting out of her funk. But she is still screaming in her sleep. And her dad encourages her to spend time with Jacob because it seems to be doing her good. So, I mean, we're all still team Jacob, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a, I, I have no team. You have no team. No, I, I'm, I'm team Dakota Fanning. I'm, I mean, at points in this movie, I become Team Victoria because I wouldn't just see her succeed and murder everybody in that town. But the redhead. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She's not, and and she gets replaced by Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Yes. Yeah. So I can I could get on that team. I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Sure. So Belle and Jacob go driving, and they see other shirtless dudes that Jacob refers to as Sam and his cult. That Sam is a weird dude, but Sam is the guy that's picked her up and saved her, right? Yes. So I was always super confused by why he was always like, Jacob was always like standoffish of this Sam fella. But I, fix- I guess because he doesn't want to be a werewolf, Jacob. I guess not. And, and he has yeah. no choice, I guess. Yeah. yeah well, mm-hmm. yeah, as he explains, only apparently certain people have it. And mm-hmm. I guess he, they know Sam is. And so that's his way of explaining it to Bella. Okay. It's by calling him, him and his cult instead of a pack. Oh, got you. Yeah, they yeah. do. They like bend over backwards to hide themselves it's pretty funny yeah uh as we mentioned i don't i don't even know if we mentioned it on this episode yet but um off air we were talking about how doughy all the other (laughs) werewolves were compared to jacob it seems like it seems like they didn't get the memo (laughs) (laughs) right this is a this is a teen romance movie (laughs) try to it it between movie one and two taylor lautner is just gonna hit the gym like a maniac shoot up some steroids and he's gonna be super jacked for when he takes his shirt off and the other guys are like oh that's cool and they got on set <laughs> like all right now you guys gotta take your shirts off it's like whoa what <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't remember that yeah it's uh yeah they, they definitely missed the boat on that one yeah or, or maybe it's the anna kendrick thing where they told these guys not to work out because they wanted jacob to stand out so much <laughs> maybe <laughs> but i don't know i feel cheated I want to see shirtless guys. Like, because, like, I feel like in, in True Blood, it was the same thing. Like, those were guys were super jacked. But all of them yeah. were. Like, Joe Manganiello was obviously one of them. Like, all the werewolves were, like, super jacked. Even his, I, the guy who plays his father was in good shape. And he was an older gentleman. Yeah. 
I forget who played the dad, but he, even he was kind of he was in better shape than these. I mean, these are teenagers, I guess, yeah. which is kind of problematic now that I think about it, because I just said I wanted to see shirtless men. <laughs> I think Taylor Lautner is 16 in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> his, character. his characters. Yeah. But that's yeah, I don't want to see that. That's bad. <laughs> This is the second movie in a row where we've seen just dudes hanging out in jeans and a no shirt on. <laughs> That's just true. And it's just such a weird look. Even for Taylor Lautner, as jacked as he is. Yeah. It's still weird looking. Well, he this this is exactly like you can pinpoint when he typecast himself. Yeah. And like he was gonna get no other movie roles. <laughs> like he was a shirtless guy or nothing. <laughs> So they fix up the bikes, and Bella takes the bike on a ride in order to conjure up the spirit of Edward. She crashes and cuts her head. Jacob goes to check on her and takes off his shirt because of reasons. <laughs> yeah, just to get the reaction that was in the movie theater. That that audible gasp. That's a... Oh, my. Oh, there my stars. It was just George the case. Did everyone get my. hot and bothered? Ooh, I believe yeah, uh... I have the vapors. <laughs> I th- what he does it so he can pat her head down right? <laughs> with, with the terrible blood makeup that they had on. Oh her. man! It just looked like she got ketchup splattered it, on the side of her head. It looked like a Dario Argento movie kind yeah. of blood, you know, like the really hyper red blood. I like how they never go to the hospital though. No, and they spe- <laughs> in one scene they specifically talk about how someone should go to the hospital because Taylor Lautner well, is going to put him there. <laughs> well, Mike Dexter isn't there, so there's no reason to show the hospital. So at school, Bella rejoins her friends, and then Mike asks Bella out on a date, and she agrees to go to a movie, but as long as it's a movie called Face Punch. And with a group. <laughs> and then she invites her friends, too. <laughs> Cock blocks him in front of everybody. You and then it winds up pain in his eyes. It winds up just being Bella, Mike, and Jacob. Mike is a little bitch and needs to go throw up in the bathroom because of all the gore. And even before that, he talked shit to Jacob. As mm. though Jacob couldn't, like, rip his arms off at that point. Right. Well, are you 16? Don't you need, like, a parent? Right. You need adult <laughs> supervision. Well, she's buying my ticket. I'm glad we had this conversation. It added so much. Yeah. They share no other scenes in the movie after this. <laughs> no. Nope. While Mike is throwing up his lunch, Jacob basically tells Bella that he loves her and that he wouldn't hurt her the way Edward did. Bella tells him she's a motorcycle he can't fix and he should just forget about her. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, he'll keep fighting for her, and then she has to make that dumb mechanic connection. And, yeah. you know, you go, hey, call back. Remember, he fixes things. <laughs> right. That's how we met. And then Mike comes out of the bathroom, and Jacob, ne- Jacob nearly tears his head off for no reason. And Bella says he's radiating the heat like he has a fever, and he leaves. And then Jacob ghosts her for a while, saying that he has mono. Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was- that was essentially what happens in Good Luck Chuck. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying, because I was like, wait, this sounds like a lot like what happened in Good Luck Chuck. Am I sure yeah, that this yeah. happened? <laughs> Did he yeah. say mono Yeah. in Good Luck Chuck? I forget. <laughs> I don't remember. Right, but he, he ghosts Jessica Alba for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought I was just accidentally rewriting my... Good luck, Chuck Notes. <laughs> no, so, that's, that's what happened. This happened to be a thing that happened in the late 2000s. Right. Everybody <laughs> was getting mono. <laughs> the great mono scare. <laughs> she goes to pay him a visit, and she finds Jacob walking around shirtless in the rain in jean shorts. For no reason. <laughs> and he has cut his hair and got a tattoo. And then he tells her that he knows the Cullens are vampires, and he knows she's been lying to everyone. And then he gives her that it's not you, it's me routine, and all he wants to do is just hang out with some shirtless dudes in the woods, no big deal. 
he tells her to go home and don't come back or she's going to get hurt. So Belle gets sad again now and she goes walking through the woods. And then an evil vampire, Laurent, shows up asking why the Cullens left her unprotected. And Ghost Pattinson tells her to lie. But Laurent doesn't believe her. And he says that he's there to kill Bella as a favor to Victoria as Edward killed Victoria's mate in the first movie. Laurent gets ready to kill Bella. But then a pack of wolves show up and chase Laurent. Bella goes home to tell her dad that things in the woods aren't bears, they're wolves. He tells Harry to go get some guys and go hunting, and he goes back to the police station. Yeah, my, my, okay. my favorite thing about this is that, and it's one of the things I, re, I remember from the first movie, is that, and they, they rehash it in this, because uh, Jacob mentions it later, um, that Jacob basically told her the story of vampires and werewolves, and that in this movie she admits that all she remembered was about the vampires. Right. Yep. So her running in and going, there's giant wolves! I'm like, <laughs> you know the story! It, it, I, I said to Dan, I was like, in this movie, for some reason, between movies one and two, they just decided to make Bella an idiot. Yeah. Like, she's just the dumbest person on the planet. Mm-hmm. She She's rolling, to make a D&D reference, she's rolling constant uh, ones for perception throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, she, she seriously drops the ball. So Jacob shows up at her window shirtless and parkours up the house through the window. Tells her he can't tell her what's going on with him. He tells her if she remembers about the story he told him about the folklore he told her about in the first movie, she says she only remembers about the vampire part. And then she suggests that they leave town together, but Jacob feels like he's endangering her and leaves. This is all this movie is. All these movies, it's just that's just what it is. Like They get together, and then they come apart because it's dangerous. <laughs> over and over again. It's just fake drama. It's, it's yeah. manufactured drama. Yep. Then she has a dream where she realizes something about wolves. And then she goes to his house and picks a fight with the shirtless dudes, punches one of them in the face, which then he turns into a wolf and goes to attack her. But Jacob turns into a wolf and comes to her rescue. And Sam tells the two other shirtless dudes to take Bella back to the house. And uh, the most honest cackle I've ever heard from Dan when Jacob transforms uh, in midair. So bad. <laughs> the, the graphics are terrible. I was happy because uh, Mark was here and Jen was here. And you could just see, it was almost like parents waiting for their kid to open up <laughs> a present on Christmas. I was going to love this. And, and I gave them the reaction they wanted. So Jen likes these movies. She really likes these movies, yes. Really? Is she t- Team Jacob or Edward? Uh, she said she was Team Jacob at first, but then switched over to Edward. Wow. I don't know why. She didn't explain why. But, you know, I got a bone to pick with my wife now because she gets on me for quoting Lord of the Rings. She was quoting this movie. So <laughs> I think I think I deserve an apology. Right. Yeah, I think so. She should have been Thank on you. this episode to defend it. That's what I told her. But she's you know, she's too good for us. Well, two years from now, when we do Eclipse. She's not getting out of that one. No, I'm yeah. going to force her to do but it. She learned her lesson from Sonic. <laughs> this is something she actually likes. <laughs> and then back at Sam's house, we just get a lot of talk about it. werewolves by a bunch of shirtless dudes. And then just guys walking around in jeans and no shirt. It's, just, it's still a weird look. And then Bella and Jacob walk on the beach and they talk about wolves versus vampires. The wolves hunt and kill vampires. And they wound up killing Laurent and almost killed Victoria. Charlie and Harry go stomping in the woods looking for wolves. Victoria's there, and then the wolves start chasing Victoria after she attacks Harry, and she jumps off a cliff to safety. And Charlie is the worst cop ever. He doesn't hear Victoria just killing things behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Then Bella, meanwhile, plans to toss herself off that very same cliff. 
And she does. And the dummy gets tossed around by the waves and gets knocked out. <laughs> like I said, she turns into the dumbest human alive between two movies. Yep. She doesn't even try to like separate herself from the cliff edge or anything, like from the nope. rocks. It's just like a little, little quick little jump. And Jacob saves her. And he tells her that Harry had a heart attack and died. Jacob drives her home. Terrible tells, delivery on that. Such a delivery yeah. line. He's gone. <laughs> no justice for Harry. Just dies off screen. Right, yeah. yeah. And he's a pretty well-known actor. Yeah. Jacob drives her home and tells her that he can't trust himself to not hurt her if he turns into a wolf. And then they make out. And then Jacob smell, says he smells a vampire. It turns out Alice came back because she saw a vision of Bella jumping off the cliff. And then Jacob and Alice got territorial over Bella. The phone rings and Jacob answers it and it's Edward and Jacob insinuates that Bella is dead. And then telepathically, Alice realizes that Edward is going to the vault tower because he wants to die too because he thinks Bella's dead. Just like Romeo and Juliet from the first part of the movie, guys. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, Mark was saying it's very heavy handed. Yes. So this is literally where my notes stop. <laughs> oh, so now um, Mark... From what I remember, and Mark, you could stop me, they go to Rome, okay? And Edward goes to talk to the Voltari, which is Michael Sheen, Dakota Fanning, and some other people. And then the Voltari, he asks them to kill him, right? He asks for death. And they say his powers are too strong, it would be a waste of said powers. So they say no, right? Yeah, and he can only die with cause. Okay, so then his plan, because Alice has a, she has a telepathic connection to him. She knows that at the stroke of noon during the Saint Arts Festival or whatever, he is going to take off his shirt (laughs) and walk out in the sun so he could sparkle for all the world to see giving up the fact that there are vampires in the world, and then the Voltari will be forced to kill him. Right? Yeah. And uh, what Alice says is that he won't get close enough to actually do it because the Voltari will stop him in time. Um, But that just means he's dead, Mm -hmm. essentially. Like, that's the cause. Okay. So, Bella and Alice wind up in this festival among these all red-hooded people like we saw in the first scene, and... Battenson does the slow walk, taking his shirt off, and slowly steps outside. But he Bella looks somehow he looks down and sees the shadow line. Yeah, <laughs> Bella somehow forces her way through the crowd, manages to jump into his arms and push him out of the sun, and they make out. Even though one girl saw though, so yeah, little girl, yeah, they probably had to kill that girl. They probably had to kill that, right? (laughs) Right. She was in the group. Yeah, (laughs) she's in the group that gets slaughtered immediately. Right. So who drops off uh, Bella? Which one of the vampires drops her off to go get Edward? Alice. Alice. So Alice drops her off in a city she's never been in, in a country she's never been in, and tells her to go find this place. Go run to the clock tower. Yeah. That's all she does. Yeah, go run to the clock tower. Oh, what? Where? How? <laughs> Could you point me in the right direction at least? Yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things I always bring up on these episodes. It could have been completely solved with one line of dialogue. Yeah. Run that way and follow the people in red robes. Yeah, just go straight. <laughs> okay. Or she Got gonna, it. Look up, asshole. Look, a clock tower. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, go there. Yeah, just, 
do something. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, and then after so this they, is when you meet Dakota Fanning. Right. right. They go to the um, they Jane go, who So they yeah. go and speak with Michael Sheen and yeah. the rest of the Voltari, and this is where Dakota Fanning comes in. And she's the most feared vampire of, of them. Yeah, because you see Alice and Battenson's uh, reactions change as soon as she shows up. Right. And he's just like, do what she says. No. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have to be messed with. Because basically she could just say pain, and then it's just like their heads want to explode. Which is kind of not, it's kind of lame, just like pain. Yeah. <laughs> so now, can it be any feeling or just I, I'm pain? assuming that's her thing, is that she can make you feel whatever. Yeah, any emotion. So like, um, but she's their she's basically their um, enhanced interrogation person. Oh, uh, okay. So she just the the badass part of the power. I mean, she doesn't deliver it well in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, same. It's just the idea that she can how's, just look at you. How's it go in the book, Mark? I don't know how it goes in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got him. Damn it. <laughs> no, but the, just the sheer fact of understanding the power just can look at you mm-hmm. and and just make you make feel. you like torture you. Hmm without having to do anything else just that is now imagine like dating her that'd be awful yeah. right because yeah. like if she's she wants to get going she could just make you feel that way and you're yeah in, at, in at this point at this point everybody else's powers have been very benign for the most part yeah it's all like seeing into the future reading thoughts reading thoughts yeah, yeah just like real basic bullshit and then this shows up and she basically can kill pattinson by just looking at him yeah that's a cool power right yeah yeah, and the yeah, and the reason his power so is because he can read anybody's mind, including vampires. Yeah. So. So now, like, doesn't that make them mutants? Are they not X Men? I guess essentially. Right. I mean, but. Vampiric X Men. Yeah, it's just. Telepaths. Yeah, that's the who big steps thing about out the is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but the uh, yeah, the whole point of these vampires is that they each have a talent. Mm-hmm. They call it. Um, which yeah. isn't really in much vampire fiction. I don't think any. Um, I, they can all like do the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, they can all. They can glamour you. I think in in most vampire fiction, they can all do the same things. Yeah. Like in this one, there's specific things. Yeah, they they somehow they like spin a wheel and whatever it lands on, you get this power. Yeah. So it's a grab bag. I Michael Sheehan's power is still confusing to me. Is that he can touch you and see every thought you've ever had. Oh. I don't know how that works. And interesting. If they don't explain it any more than that, like, can he just narrow down to what thoughts he wants? Like, right. Yeah. Not that it matters in this movie that we should really worry about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Digging in. But, but yeah. like I said to, to Dan when we were watching, because we were finishing up right before the podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, you just need to see this part because it's the <laughs> most important part of the movie for this. It is the fact when, you know, uh, Alice says that she's going to turn Bella. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's it. I was like, after that happens, we we can start the podcast. You don't need the <laughs> the, the final five minutes, which I can sum up quickly. After yeah. that, is that eventually, you know, she goes back. The Collins come back. Edward takes her home. She meets the Collins again. Mm-hmm. They talk. Jasper makes a joke about it. She gets turned. He he'll love that he doesn't want to eat her all the time. Is essentially Gross. the joke he makes. Yeah. Gross. Um, <laughs> And and then they have the uh, confrontation in the woods of the mm-hmm. love triangle, and then that's it. And then they he proposes it. And then he yeah, cuts the. And that's supposed to be the <gasps> scene right. of the movie. So that. And that's a new new moon. <laughs> that's the Twilight Saga colon new moon. A yeah. pointless movie. It's yeah. two hours and ten minutes of nonsense. Yeah, there's yeah. like three things that happen yeah. that have any. 
any impact. Yeah. You know, it's just the, a boring movie. You know, the Jacob becoming a werewolf, the the marriage proposal, and the, the Coens agreeing to turning her at some point. Yeah. Uh, I honestly forgot that we didn't know that Jacob was a werewolf in the first movie. Yeah, because he doesn't know, right? Something like yeah. that. Well, yeah, I think I think they know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think we know in the first movie. I meant to the. I'm saying specifically to the characters. Right. Those are the only three things that happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying I forgot. Oh, you forgot that yeah. they didn't know in the first. That we didn't know in terms of the movie storyline yeah. that he was a werewolf. I forgot that. I honestly feel like you could get rid of the werewolves completely. Well, you need. You can't have the love triangle. It's yeah. like. It's like it's Romeo and Juliet. It's West Side Story. You know the two factions. That's just uh, to me. It just it's so thin. But Juliet was part of one of the warring factions. So yeah. we've got three warring factions. factions: humans, vampires, and werewolves. Yeah, but there's really no war against the human, no. right? The humans aren't aware, no. so they're just they're living in bliss, yeah. essentially. Yeah, the yeah. werewolves protect the humans from the vampires killing them. Essentially, <laughs> is how it's explained. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, it's such a tired trope. Werewolves and vampires. Tired of that. What would you oh, like that... to see added? Uh, like what kind of monster? Yeah. I don't know, man. Sea monsters. Uh, maybe, but like that's Godzilla's. Godzilla's, yes. <laughs> Kaiju. Well, let's not maybe zombies. Like Twilight are... meets Shape of Water. No, because that's so specific. <laughs> Like nothing can happen unless you're by a body of water now. <laughs> well, they are living in. There's plenty of water there. Man, look, Dan. They solved the problem of having vampires out during the day. That's true. That is. They very just true. forgot about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, this doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, and it wasn't even some bullshit thing mm-hmm. in some other vampire things where it's like you know they're either cursed by a witch or. Mm-hmm. You know, they wear a ring or right. wearing something. Ray-Ban sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what about mummies? Just all powerful <laughs> mummies. That's about the only monster left that would right. make any sense. Right. I and mean, if we're going strictly by universal monsters, I and mean, we could think of other ones like like Cyclops. Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops. Eye. Cyclops. Eye. Yeah. Cyclops can't like can't hide though. <laughs> They're walking around with fake, with fake eyeballs. <laughs> the googly eyes. <laughs> That'd be great. What, what other monsters? Chupacabras. What's that? Chupacabras. Chupacabras. Harpies. <laughs> Harpies. Queen of the Harpies. Did we get that line? <laughs> Queen of the Harpies. That's like all. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would work. Yeah, I, I just. Centaurs. Cent- yeah, that'd be awesome. Why not? You can't hide them though. <laughs> Reverse centaurs. <laughs> You just put like a fake head of a horse like around their midsection. I'm just right. always riding like, a horse. <laughs> I guess a minotaur is essentially that, right? Just the yeah. head of the bull. I, I can't think of any other monster that I would want in there, really. Yeah, there's really no other monster that can transform. Right. And that's the whole point in these stories. Right, they could hide within plain sight. Yeah. But that's why the mummy would be cool, because the mummy is a person, essentially. Yeah. Right? It's like mm-hmm. the Boris Karloff mummy is it's just a person so yeah, just introduce the cenobites cenobites into the twilight <laughs> that would be interesting well, if we're gonna add mummies we just might as well just put brendan fraser in them yeah oh yeah that'd be great oh that'd <laughs> or, be nice or knock off billy zane knock off zane i would love to see vampires versus werewolves versus cenobites <laughs> that would be well accidentally opens a puzzle box Yes, and it's just like all this crazy shit happens. Uh, the werewolves and to- and the vampires have to team up. Right, 
but like the like Jacob gets hung up by the hooks, <laughs> the, the sadomasochism yep. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. Him just getting pulled apart. It kind of goes back to, oh, well, you know, this the whole point of this movie is that she's trying to put herself in danger in order yes. to, for, for Edward to notice her and for her to come back. Opens the puzzle box. She gets into some crazy S&M shit. Yeah. She comes out in leather. I could, yeah, that would definitely put her in danger in harm's way. I mean, somebody already wrote the fan fiction that turns this into crazy S&M crap. Oh, that's true, Based yeah. on this movie. Right, Fifty Shades. Now, if yeah. Fifty Shades had some Cenobites, that'd be better, too. I think most yeah. movies are pretty are basically better <laughs> if you had Cenobites. Right, Godzilla versus Kong versus Cenobites. There you go. We just saved cinema, guys. Good we luck, Chuck, against Cenobites. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would I would watch all of those, and I would root for the Cenobites in all of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, you guys want to plug your shit? Yeah. Dan Aquino. Why did I say my name? Uh, <laughs> at the Aquino 122 on Twitter. That's my name, Dan Aquino. Uh, but also Stranger Damies. Follow us there. We just hit 1,500 followers. So that's nice. a, a nice uh, milestone as we're getting ready for our second campaign. So a lot of good people in that uh, community. Want to thank everyone who helped us get there and all the nice words. Thank you very much, and uh, we, we're very excited for season two, campaign two. Yeah. And uh, me, Mark Myers. Um, <laughs> we strong. Uh, so Stranger Damies airs every Wednesday. Search for it at Stranger Damies uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we just uh, we're about halfway through our character episodes, and we're rapidly approaching our um, uh, first session, um, which will be um, either February twentieth. Or 21st, so not this weekend, the weekend after when this episode airs. So uh, be sure to check that out. That'll be on twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod. And then we have our gaming podcast, the Game Vault Podcast, um, which is where that Twitch channel comes from. That airs every other Monday. Um, you can find it at GameVaultPod on all socials. And then, uh, yeah, and then we stream regularly video games over on GameVaultPod. So if you like watching... Horror games, RPGs, first-person shooters, and then we will have a D&D session every so often on there. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, tell your friends, all that. All right, great. And yes, this is They Call This A Movie. You can find us on Spreaker just by searching They Call This A Movie. We could also find us on every podcast streaming app. So Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Just search for They Called This Movie. We're the mainDamie.com. That's the main website. You can find articles. You can find our show. You can find Game Vault Podcast, Stranger Damies there. Everything we do, we go up on that site. So that's the mainDamie.com. And as well, it's on all socials just by searching the main Damie. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the main Damie. We are also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com and on all socials and all podcast streaming apps just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows. Top 10 with Tia. Us. Bunch of other great shows for you. If you're into geek stuff, there's certainly something for you. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at themaindamie at gmail.com. If you could, if you like the show, please go on to iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And please give us five-star rating and a review would be excellent. Really helps us out a great deal and helps us get noticed. Let's go to wrap it up this week. This week was Twilight, The Twilight Saga, colon, New Moon, directed by Chris Weitz, 
So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Ovecchio saying to Chris White's, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? credit card bill.